You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hail cheaters! Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy 2023 to you, Josh, and to all of our listeners. Um, any resolutions like, say, don't have Darwin Nunez in your fantasy team, <laughs> stuff like that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I mean, I I think that oh yeah, I just added somebody to the to Josh Landon's ban list, and I, I'm trying to remember what it was now. Is this I think a it's famous a, person or somebody in your like uh, close family circle. Well, there is see Martial has been on the Josh Landon ban list. Oh yeah, yeah, this is FPL. Uh, okay. Yeah, Mar- Martial has been on the Josh Landon ban list for for multiple years. And he actually, he inspired, not to go off topic here, but he inspired a, a new rule that I want to do for next season, but at the start okay. of next year, which is beware the fantasy player that gets better only because you haven't seen them play in like eight <laughs> weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Darwin Nunez has a little bit of this as well, where it's like yeah. the longer it's been since you've actually seen them play on the pitch or had them in your fantasy team, the more you, the, their potential starts mm-hmm. to like, you know, assert itself in your head a little bit. And uh, Marcial, I think is the, I mean, he did score. He scored one goal and two. So let's, let's give him a, a, a tiny bit of credit. Yeah. Manchester United, I think are kicking off 2023 on a, good note in that they are yeah. one of the teams that feels like and may, maybe the fixtures to rest, uh, the restart after the World Cup have been good to them but they fo- yeah. they've followed through on their promise to be a good form team coming out of the World Cup and uh, I'm, I'm happy to have some of their assets Liverpool yeah. teams like Liverpool and Chelsea I, I'm still kind of flummoxed by them I mean, we have to talk about Darwin Nunez and Chelsea obviously have the yeah. double game week and go and in game week nineteen, we've got to sift through. Like, is there anybody worth having on this Chelsea team for the double? It's hard to say <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky pod to record because it is uh, it's Sunday evening when we're recording and matches kick off. Um, uh, Monday, our time uh, at twelve uh, thirty. You know, five thirty p.m. Monday at five thirty. What kind of time is that in the UK, Brian? That's like uh, like pre dinner. I don't. You know, what, that is, it's a weird hour uh, to, to record. I know it's a, I know it's a holiday uh, kind of everywhere. That's but, like I'm going down yeah. to the store to get uh, a quart of milk. I'll be right back. Sort of time frame <laughs> yeah. for a football match. Yeah, match. I think maybe the Rose Bowl. It's like the only thing I could think of that starts at five thirty, or even that I think is like four. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, 
so the, the magic so we have uh, this game week that just concluded, another game week that kicks off tomorrow at 1230 Eastern time. And so when you're listening to this podcast, it's you, you will either be looking for last minute advice or you will be um, everything. You'll, you'll just listen to us talk about game week 19 for a minute and it'll be hilarious because we'll get everything wrong. And then we'll, we'll sort of do the second half of the pod. We're going to look ahead to the month of January. It's so all the fixtures that are coming um, over the next few weeks and some double game weeks and some some news um, in terms of just like some information, basically, that you might need as you plan your transfers um, and FA Cup information, you know, that we don't know yet. And so that's one of the reasons we're recording tonight, because even if we wait until Thursday to record, it wouldn't really change anything on the podcast. We'd almost have to just not record for a full week because you need these FA Cup matches to be played in order to know how everything's going to break down. So yeah. so that's how we're going to do the pot. So if, if you're if you're listening on Monday pre-deadline, we're going to we're going to front load this week's pod and we're going to put the game week 19 stuff right at the top. If you, you know, if, if, if that's already passed, there's still good content for you. Just skip about 20 minutes ahead and um, yeah, skip and then, to and our way of normal. water review at the yeah, uh, 35 exactly. minute mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Skip to my, my impressions on finally watching uh, a new hope with my, with my six year old. Ooh, okay. Yeah, all right. Full all the way through start to finish. They only nice. stopped watching like three times. So that was uh, that's a good, uh, that's a, that's a hey, good progress. Is, for, for guys like us, does we need three bathroom breaks anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fun. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. So, um, so let, let's let's talk just briefly though, Brandon. We haven't we haven't recorded since uh, since the FPL resumed uh, game week seventeen and eighteen. I went into game week seventeen at um, I think it was at twenty two k. Got up to twelve k after game week seventeen, and now I'm back to fourteen five. So still net up, you know, about a third of my of my rank going into um, going into the restart. So feeling feeling pretty good about things. I made a, kind of a dumb move. I, I have to I have to caveat it a little bit because I, I was an aggressive move. I my feeling was just that that Brighton's defense is reasonably sound. I didn't really know what we were getting out of Enketia. Southampton are terrible. And and and, and Mitra was in incredible form. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like a high upside. I was like, at the very least, they'll probably just equal each other out in terms of returns. And and there's a there's a massive upside there with, with Mitra. So I dropped Nearly Enketia. Happened. Nearly, ha- yeah, nearly happened. Exactly. That's why you can't be too results focused, right? Because he finishes on zero, and Ketty is on eight, and I basically transferred eight points out of my team for for nothing, and which which is just not fun. But what you want is you want your player to be in there to take uh, a pen. If he if he scores that pen, there's a good chance he finishes on three bonus points in the match. There wasn't like there was an own goal. There was you know stuff spread out. It was not like there was a clear yeah. bonus point. I don't I don't know what his BPS was going into that pen, but. So if that, and that's the case, he's in a, he's in a nine pointer. I'm actually a point ahead of of Enkedia. Um and yeah. I always get wary, by the way, of those a, a plus ninety plus minute pen. I feel like those are there's something about those. I know the you know you have you have the extra time World Cup pens, but usually usually like the second half of extra time outside of the World Cup final is like no one's really playing anymore, right? They're just like doing subs and getting ready for for pens. But there's something it's about certainly playing, the yeah. Fulham Southampton. The result was already. Uh, concluded it was over. like the the, yeah. the, the yeah. pen was just going to be the cherry on top. I yeah, and so I, I think yeah, the players may might not just be mentally or physically there. You can blame me for that Bazunu penalty save because I recorded a quick podcast for our Patreon supporters <laughs> going into the that game week, and I called Bazunu out for being the worst Premier League goalkeeper since Brad Guzan. So. Okay. 
I feel like that pen save was pointed directly mm-hmm. at me. Eh. Okay. Yep. So I'm yep. sorry. I'm sorry to every <laughs> Metro owner out there. That's yeah. totally my fault. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about Metro in a second. But ultimately, my team was was sound enough that it didn't it didn't you know shake things up too much and uh and, I, and I'll, I'll count myself lucky because i did get six points from uh bono off the bench and i did a little this is just like just not for me to like I, I don't even know make myself feel better i guess but i also kind of did the math if i had brought in kukurea for james which is the other move i was strongly considering i would have got two points from kukurea and then i would have had uh ben white in my first bench spot so mm-hmm. when, when that Kinsella sub happened, I would have got um, one point instead of six off the bench. Um, and so even though I would have got two extra points uh, from, you know, two versus zero, it would have been one versus one versus six. So in the end, it only would have cost me a net three points, Brandon. So, you know, we have to keep these things in mind to make ourselves feel better. So, we yeah. Do. And so it, it really, uh, in the end, I, I, it was a great move to bring in uh, <laughs> Mitrovic's uh, zero points. And I'm delighted to have him for the double game week. Well, and you, I mean, here, you caught some price rises for Mitro. I think he's risen at least yeah. twice since you brought him in yeah. on, a, on a free. Just so got that's the good. once, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, for me, yeah, I, I've had a similarly strong green arrow larded return from World Cup going into game week 17. I was at 256K. And now I've risen almost exactly 100,000 to 155K since then. So that's my uh, best OR rank since game week 10 when I was 108. So I'm feeling like, yeah, new year, reset, getting a a, a better OR position to attack the latter half of the season. Just looking at my game week 18 team, I rolled a transfer. I already had Kukurea. I dodged that Reese James bullet, yeah. so that was not mm-hmm. a fire. Surprise, because you were you, you were talking James on the last yeah. pod, and, and ultimately I was the one who was like, "Oh, James is always a disaster. Don't don't do it." And then I brought him in, yeah, and and you didn't. So well, yeah, I, I and you know it it was a little bit it was a little bit jammy for me in that I wanted Reese James, I just couldn't afford him based on like the other makeup of my team and I could only yeah. afford Kukurea. So I felt like, ah, oh, Kukurea is like, this is always a bad fantasy pick when you're just compromising on price because it's all you can afford. Why not? Especially on unlimited cha- uh, transfers, rearrange your team to actually get the player that you want. Yeah. Just happened to work in my favor uh, with the yeah. Kukurea thing. So anyway, I've got two frees going into game week 19, but it was like uh, game week 18 was a week of small victories for me. The assist from Bruno Fernandez to Rashford coming on. Bruno like somewhat comes through for me as a differential. Darwin's, sort of. you know, <laughs> there's there's no other, other way to talk about Darwin than in, in slightly comical terms. But five points from Darwin yeah. this week is actually a win, particularly when you're looking at players like Harry Kane and, and Mitro, yeah. who did not come through. And I was able to You shouldn't even get... got those five. Like It was like he missed a gigantic chance and it gets hacked into <laughs> the goal by face. It was crazy. Well, it was crazy, sure, but, you know, this is this is how the game is played. And, I you know, know. I don't make the rules. I, I, it, <laughs> it's infuriating, honestly, as a Darwin owner because points yeah, are catch-as-catch-can with this guy. And if yeah. he actually converts that chance, scores a goal, you're not looking at five points. You're looking at four, uh, a goal plus bonus, surely. 
sure. uh, for Darwin. So it, I don't it know. Is I mean, given all the missed chances, I think he might have been. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. It's, he, it, it's crazy with him. I mean, I, I feel like we have to talk about Darwin a little bit because it's. I mean, okay, I was because I, I've, I've thought about him a lot over the last few days, um, and because it's you know one of the great feelings in fantasy, Brandon, is is not just your own player doing well, but in this, in this golf style game, right. Where you can all own the same players and you all play your own game. And, you know, it's, it's sort of like the, the sweating out a player you don't have is one of the great feelings. I mean, the fact that Kevin De Bruyne has somehow only picked up three points in his <laughs> yeah. last two matches is an incredible feeling. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's, I, I mean, it's, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not goading. It's not schadenfreude, is it, Josh? It's not what? you relishing other people's pain. It's more you, it's a, it's a victory for your well, rank. Yeah. And I got zero from Mitro. I mean, it's not, you know, like it all go, what goes around comes sure. around and all that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not going on Twitter and, and, or whatever and taunting people, but it, it, <laughs> But just I know just from a practical matter that like if he gets one or two points or whatever, yeah. that is incredible for my rank. And if he scores, you know, if Kevin DeBrun gets a 15 point in a match, I've doubled my rank guaranteed, yeah. you know, if, if not, if not more. So, of course, I'm rooting against him. And that's just a, it's a very fun feeling when when it doesn't work out. And so the Darwin thing has been crazy because, <laughs> of, of, you know, so he's, he's missing all these chances. got the high XG. The thing is, like. You know, he's not like if he was Earl and Holland, he would be Earl and Holland, right? Like he's the fact that he misses all these chances is why is why he doesn't cost 11 million, right? He's not he's not he's not that good. You know, I mean, he's 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 very good, but he's not at the level of a top, top class striker. And I'm sorry, but like if Roberto Firmino was playing in these last two games, he would have like 27 points. Like it's <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Darwin is a good player. and He eventually will get there. And I remember when like when, you know, Luis Suarez first started playing for for Liverpool, what, God, like a 10 years ago, whatever it was, you know, longer, maybe, My you know, God. I feel like he had these, he, you know, he had like one season where he hit the crossbar like 13 times, you know, it was like, it just took him a couple of years. And then he was amazing. And I, I think that, you know, I think we'll get there with Darwin, but I just don't think we're there yet. And I know like the XG is like, oh, he's just a little unlucky, but I, I just don't think he's quite good. I think he, I think he's too in his head, you know, he's, he's too hyped up. He's trying too hard. And I think it's, I mean, this is all like woo woo, like mm-hmm. uh, feelings territory stuff here. But I just, to me, I, I don't think he's trustworthy enough to have in fantasy because he's just not, you know, quite ready for it yet. Yeah, there is the gambler's fallacy that's building up around Darwin, where owners, and I am an owner of Darwin, where you think the XG doesn't lie. It's just that he needs to convert, and once he, once that first goal goes in, the dam is yeah. going to break. I don't believe that. I do believe that that is a bit of gambler's fallacy. I think you, the player is what who who you see out there on yeah. the pitch. I mean, my coaching for Darwin would be less be Luis Suarez, less be Erling Holland, more be Jamie Vardy. Just uh, just start kicking the ball as hard as you can <laughs> at the frame. Don't don't tr- don't even think yeah. about it. And the um, step overs and stuff like none that. of this. Yeah. None of, none of that. Just focus yeah. solely on beating your man and ripping it at the target. That's and, true because uh, Roberto Firmino, who who is brilliant at that kind of stuff, right? Is is just a radically different player than than Nunez, right? And that's he's that's much the kind of more stuff. tech technically proficient uh, and. 
yeah, he is radically, yeah, to not put too fine a point on it. I agree. He's radically different. I, I don't, uh, I, I think we're hopeful that Cody Gakpo, who should have his like work license for England to actually start training yep. and, and, and getting minutes with Liverpool in the coming weeks. If, you know, I think the, the going theory is Gakpo would be out, the, uh, out on the left, though he could play in yeah. the nine striker position with yeah. Nunez out on the left. He did for Netherlands, didn't he? I mean, maybe he wasn't quite this. I guess with, with Men- when Memphis was injured at the start of the World Cup, wasn't he kind of, maybe he was playing in a, in a number 10 role, but I, I feel like he was, he was very advanced, certainly, yeah. when, when he played. Yeah, he, he will be advanced. It's just kind of a matter of, like, uh, will he be in the middle or out, out on sure. the left with Salah on the right? But I mean, I, I I wonder if Nunez has suffered a little bit from not having a ton of depth out on the left without Jota or Luis yeah. Diaz out there. Nonetheless, practically speaking, <laughs> I think Darwin Nunez, yes, cannot be trusted and must go. Now, I <laughs> I have a very I have a very easy to solve problem. We are going to mm-hmm. talk much more about game week nineteen. And I want, despite a zero-pointer, Alexander Mitrovic for Game Week 19, sure. Darwin will be replaced by the Serbian. If you already have yeah. if you already have Mitro plus Darwin, yeah. then maybe I, I, I don't hate holding on to Darwin. Just I mean, who are you gonna replace him with? I think an interesting yeah. front three for me right now sounds like Enketia, Mitro, and Holland. However, Arsenal's fixtures coming up are are not awesome. Newcastle. Yeah. That's going to be a difficult one to predict. Probably not a high scoring one. If, if, if from what I'm thinking, followed by Spurs and Manchester United. Um, but uh, so it's like, do I? I, I yeah. don't really want to go the Enketia route just now. So I still feel like there's room for Darwin while we sort of wait out the next run of fixtures. Yeah, I, I think, oh, there certainly is. I mean, I, I, it's not like he's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a, it's just a tough spot. I mean, they play Brentford tomorrow. I mean, Brentford, although I've said this before, Brandon, when Brentford are alone in the spotlight, they are incredible. Like there's something about a Brentford match under the lights that is like, it brings out some side of them that, although now they don't have, um, uh, Ivan Tony, no, they don't no, have they, Ivan they, Tony, they, they, yeah. no talisman, but they're they're you know they're they're just so well coached. I think that is going to be a, a pretty tough match for for Liverpool. I mean, did you? I think you may have just said this a minute ago, but do we know is, is Gakpo actually going to be able to play in this match? Like, is he? It feels probably probably too. Soon I think it's happen, too early. I don't know that he's yeah. even training with them yet. I know that uh, yeah. like January first, the day we were recording this, might have been the earliest he could have even like started working for the right. club. He's already reported to the club to do like right. press and and January and transfer such. window. Right. So yeah, yeah it, it seems far too early for him to be looking yeah. at. Uh, minutes for the first game so that means darwin's gonna start he's gonna play 75 plus minutes uh, almost undoubtedly i mean there's really no one else to to play there um i I mean the the ox has not i mean there's you know there's not like a there's not even like a false nine option unless you play sal up there which then that's kind of pointless because that just creates its own problem which is you know uh, when you play on the right uh if sal is up there and um i am a little surprised we haven't seen a little more of carvalho i thought he you know because he started in that um 
mm-hmm. the the Carabao Cup match uh, when they played Man City, and then he hasn't started the last two. And I haven't seen a lot from the Ox that makes me. I mean, I, I like him. Everyone personally likes Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. He's a very easy person to like, but it, I don't know. It's isn't it weird not to think of him as like an elder Jordan Henderson type? Like I, I feel like I remember. I don't feel it old today. Like per- talking about yeah. Suarez, and but uh-huh. I remember like when he signed with Arsenal. You know, that was got like a decade ago now. Yeah, he's one of those like perpetually youthful, sort of like Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott is like fifty-five years old at this point, but I <laughs> yeah. only it's only weird. think of him as like young ascendant talent. It's weird to think of him as his old. I I totally yeah. Some people just can never be old. It just feels yeah. weird. Well, Messi is has a little bit of that, although him growing the beard has helped. Mm. I feel like that it's helped me to mentally adjust to him being older you know it's like ken ken griffey jr is like the great american example of this seeing him with like a you know seeing him look old is just crushing to me i cannot handle it whenever i see him like on a baseball field oh father time he's so cruel you know comes for us all Mm -hmm. so um yeah so i mean i think you certainly keep uh darwin for the brentford match and and then uh, we get, you know, then from there we have some double game weeks that that could be cropping up, as, you know, as soon as as soon as game week twenty. I mean, it's possible that you could even do a, a Darwin to Kane move um, in in game week twenty. It's obviously Kane is uh, like I think like two million more, but you know, it's it's a, it's a possible move. So um, so let's let's move on from Darwin for a second though, because I, I do want to get into the game week nineteen stuff. Mm-hmm. And and first, I mean, you started to talk about this already. So are you really are you is your plan right now to drop because you've got the Greenwood. The, the Greenwood yeah. formation, which like, do, you, do you already regret it? Because I feel like having that non-playing third forward is like uh-huh. in, instant, like, ugh, like, what am I going to do with this, you know, in this spot? I it's yeah, I, I've always preached against it. You always paint yourself into a corner having a non-playing yeah. forward. And for, for a moment, it looked like, you know, it's miracles would, yeah. would, would start to happen. Greenwood got 90, but then he didn't get a single minute in game week 18. But now I have two frees, so I yeah. I can resolve this issue. Um, it it was my like my blind commitment to Darwin going into game week seventeen that kind of put me in this position. But I, I like I said, I, I view Darwin to Mitro frees up enough cash then to turn Greenwood into a playing forward. My my plan for game week nineteen though I think is just to make one transfer Darwin to Mitro. And then wait for to see how the FA Cup fixtures play out post January sixth, yeah. and and then the subsequent doubles that could be announced for game weeks twenty twenty one twenty two et cetera, and maybe I can um, better figure out my third striker issue. But yeah, the the hope yeah. is that yeah I get Greenwood out either this oh. week or the following week. Horrible spot to be in, though. Dropping Darwin, um, you just like you know. It's is gonna... it though? No. Well, I, 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 I don't, don't know. No, so. no, no. I guess I just mean like, just like that makes that t- tomorrow's match. Now you have to watch it with the like. I just dropped the forward for Liverpool. Like you know, just that, that you know that feeling of just like uh, no, like, but yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. is, and 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 this has been said ad nauseum about Darwin is, and I think that's why people not just not even specific to Darwin why people will hang on to fantasy assets like Darwin for so long is they yeah. believe, well, it's going to happen. And you look at this, yeah. look at the stats. Yeah. And as soon as I sell off this player, that's when they're going to go off and I'm going to feel miserable. 
about it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think you just kind of have to suck it up. You have to accept that that's part of the game. And I, 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 I think it's pretty clear the ceiling is higher for Mitro in a, even in a single in game double. than it is for, for Darwin at this point. I think so. I think so too. We've got a few questions that I'll touch on, on, on Mitro and, and a few other players. Um, we're, we're, we're in the game week 19 section. So we're no longer teasing, uh, a game week 19 commentary to come. Um, I, I think for me, I, I'm torn between two moves. Uh, one move is to do nothing, which, uh, I'm okay with. Uh, I have, Three players right now for the doubles. I have Mitro, Andreas, and Kepa. And I could move James to Kukurea, which I've just been hugely reluctant to do. I don't really know why. I guess I just don't really believe in the Chelsea defense, um, as was borne out when they conceded it for it. Really, real, both both matches today were just dreadful. I thought they were really, um, like, just got, got the opposite of a bang. I mean, I, I think the FPL restart in general has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed the games, but uh, I think today's were the first one where it was like, okay. But, you know, you sometimes you get these with the, with the festive fixtures. You just get a, a day of, of stinkers. Uh, so hopefully it, it resets a little bit tomorrow. But so I, I could go James to James to uh, Kukurea, in which case I, I suppose uh, I would I would drop Cancelo to the bench. Um, and I mean, because right now I've got Rashford, Martinelli, Sala and Andreas up front. And I've seen people bench Martinelli and I don't get it. To me, Martinelli is like unplayable right now. Like he is destroying everybody. And I. I don't know. I mean, I, the Newcastle defense has been impressive, but I'm just not dropping Gabriel Martinelli before a home match. Like he is just too good right now for that, for for that to happen. I, I'd like sooner drop Salah than I would like Martinelli right now. Yeah. Um, the Newcastle yeah, just, defense is among the best in the league at the moment, but Arsenal have what could be the best attack in yeah. the league. Just looking, City haven't really matched them. I think since the restart. Brilliant. Um, so they yeah, drop, you just, yeah. And, and you can't get into this mode of, well, I can't play an attacker in my fantasy team against a defender in my fantasy team. No, just let them all, let them all yeah. party. Yeah. I, I'm exactly. with you. You I, just roll, <laughs> roll all the chess pieces or whatever, you know, you mm-hmm. just roll the, all the pieces out there and, and, you know, I love a good hedge, get. Josh. I love a good hedge. Yeah. And I, yeah. I also have Cancelo yeah. on the bench. I mean, Cancelo is quintessential stay of execution for lack of any Hmm. good options i i don't know who already having kukurea already having i guess i should say already having a chelsea defender to play in the double just don't know who i have and and the benching dilemma i don't want to bring in a defender who i want to start over (laughs) Cancelo because i already have too many attackers who i want to play it's an incredibly annoying spot to be in. I and if if you just if Pep just straight up came out and said that Kinsella was starting, I probably would just roll my transfer. But the fact that there is a little bit of ambiguity there makes makes it a little bit trickier. And so do I drop Kinsella, who you know, hasn't started the last two. I, I, but, but also, I mean, they did just draw at home. Like Man City continue to drop points. At some point they do have to start playing Foden and Cancelo, don't they? Like, <laughs> like it's like, like the best young player in the premier league and like the best, one of the best, you know, fullbacks in, in the, in football who's probably also their best left winger. Like it's like, just play him as a, as a midfielder, if nothing else, you know? And so it's like, you know, and they, they were kind of toothless, uh, you know, on, on, on Saturday. So, I, I'm just a little, I'm, I'm kind of puzzled by by what they're doing there. And so it would make sense, I think, to, to start Cancelo. And if, if so, yeah. 
I, you know, his his upside. I mean, I, he's got the highest ceiling of almost anybody in the game outside of Holland and um, Salah. Maybe I mean Holland, Salah, Cancelo. He's right up there with like Trent Alexander Arnold in terms of you could get a twenty one pointer out of them on the right day. Um, so I, there's a lot of appeal there in, in doing that. But I also kind of find benching him for two reasons. One, because I'm not even sure he's going to start, and for another. There, we could just see some weirdness because this is now the third match in in uh, whatever it is, you know, eight days. And so, like Ben White could could possibly get, um, you know, get get benched for for this next match for Arsenal. What like, was up with that sub uh, in the Arsenal match for Ben White subbed, in the fifty ninth minute? He's been subbed early a handful of times. It was kind of annoying because he's been subbed usually around like the seventieth minute, and this time was a little bit earlier. In general. His minutes do get managed. He didn't start a lot of those Europa League matches either. So um, I think maybe it's because it's it's still an unfamiliar position and he's a center back who's running up and down the pitch and, uh, you know, Arteta's trying to preserve him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think when that sub happened, it looked like the game was well in hand too. And so I think maybe it was... And then, of course, they got almost lost. Like it was, you know, I mean, they, it's, it's, they conceded two and then it yeah. could have been three, right? And then, the, God, if it was four, three, like... Look out! That could have been a really, you know, what was it like? It was an offside call, right? I think at the, yeah. At the, yeah. Anyway, so, so then, so you know, that would so, but okay. So let's say I bring in Kukurea. Great. Now I've got a Chelsea defender for a team that I don't really feel very confident in their defense, and they play Man City at home, so they're conceding like hundred uh, percent, and then they play away to Fulham, and I would expect him to concede there as well. Honestly, so I'm looking at. You know, uh, maybe at like you know the the kind of floor would be maybe like three points, um, but he has some upside for sure because he has some of that. Um, you know, he bombs at the left wing. He he's involved. He's he's, he's like you know look at like a heat map. He's like he's he's up there all the time. You yeah. know, and so yep. so and also there's a defensive element to it as well, which is that I I saw this in my uh, my various mini leagues. I mean, Kukurea is just very very highly owned and will get more highly owned going into game week 19. So bringing him in has a kind of defensive value as well, which is that if, you know, if, if Man City Chelsea turns into a nil nil, right? Like a, a stalemate or, or if the Fulham match, if they, you know, they keep a clean sheet there, um, then, then I'm kind of in trouble because, um, you know, but I, I guess the question is, I mean, is there any chance that he doesn't start both of those matches? Like that, that's the one thing that I would be slightly worried about, but it doesn't really seem like there's, as long as, um, Chilwell's out, I don't really think that there's any chance that he won't start, especially because those, those matches are spaced out a week apart. The, the two matches that they have in 19. I agree. He's a pretty fit guy. All things considered. I mean, the only Ill, uh, fitness issue he had, I guess, was an illness, uh, this season. So, um, yeah, yeah. Play him. I mean, uh, I mean, I think Potter's yeah. got to be more wary of his his aged center backs than he does about Kukurea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've watched Kukurea, I, I assume, fairly closely the last couple of Chelsea matches. I mean, um, what I, I watched the the first match, I, I watched the, the full Game Week 17 match. I was so annoyed at Spurs after their match because I have Harry Kane in my squad that I, I, I needed like a little break. So I did not watch the first half of the uh, Chelsea uh, Forest match. What did you, what, you know, what are your, what are your th- thoughts on Kukurea just generally? Like if someone was listening to this podcast and was thinking about bringing him in, what, what you know, would you recommend it? I think I would recommend it for a few reasons that are a little bit more, I guess, complicated than your standard uh, great attacking output for a defensive 
player. I think Kukurea's best features in fantasy are that he is uh, he's he's great at winning the ball back and he's great at pass completion. So he's very strong with bonus points. So mm-hmm. if Chelsea are able to reel in a clean sheet or two, I would predict that he'd be in the bonus. As yep. far as uh, like efficiency in the attacking end of the pitch, yeah, he's up there a lot. But he's not a great crosser of the ball, nor is he really taking any shots. So uh, it, it's going to be really uh, uh, chaotic if he does get any attacking returns at all. I think he only scored one goal for Brighton his entire two or one and a half seasons there. So uh, yeah. yeah, just like converting into attacking fantasy points is not his forte, but I do think he's very strong just in terms of BPS and um, just a, 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 a guarantee of minutes. I think before they conceded um, in the Forest match, I think he was looking at maybe two bonus, um, you know, there. So, um, yeah, I, so I, I'm kind of leaning towards that move. Um, that's also a recommended move when I when I put it into a couple of the recommendation engines as well, which which we've talked about this before. I mean, it's, it's not that I go by those, but it's interesting just to see, you know, what 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 sort of comes up, you know. And so um, and so I, that that's that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, I, I, I could see a lot of benefit in just holding my transfer as well. But I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to just, you know, it's, it's hard not to go all in in a double game week. And I, I yeah. think I've articulated, you know, and I, I really do like the defensive element of just of just having Kukurea as a little bit of extra cover in case, um, you know, yeah. in case he's able to do something. So I also would be kind of fine if I just forget about the deadline tomorrow and I roll my transfer. I'm sort of OK with that, too. Uh, Did you ever have you know, that where you're, you're yeah. just looking at your team and you're like, man, I wish I would get conked on the head right now and. Just yeah, somebody exactly. force me, force me to miss the deadline because I'm just going to do more harm than good. Guys, did you hear that a Lionel Messi trading card recently sold for over $500,000 on Golden Auctions? Golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sports and pop culture collectibles. And better yet, it's not just for those high ticket items. Golden's new always-on marketplace and weekly auctions start at just $5. That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience, and seamless user experience that Golden is known for. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, grade, or vault, Golden has something for everyone and is your one-stop destination for the love of collecting. Looking to buy a collectible? Good idea. While the S&P 500 fell by an average of nearly 20%, collectibles like trading cards actually increased in value looking to sell a collectible now is the time to do it golden is offering all sellers up to 50 percent off marketplace fees before february 17th so head over to golden.co to get started that's golden.co g-o-l-d-i-n dot c-o We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just like going back to the fact that this is a double game week and the general rule of thumb if you want to gain on your mini leagues and your rank is to attack a double. This just isn't the one, it feels like. This is not a double game week to take points hits, I don't think, at all. I I don't think so either. I mean, I don't don't really know. I mean, the part of the problem is all the players you would drop are, like, there's a question from Shiv about whether um, is Mount worth a minus four. If Kulisevsky is confirmed injured... Maybe I, you know, e- even then I feel like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it for a minus four as long as I could field, um, a reasonable 11, uh, because I, I just don't think there's enough there for Mount. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's just a tricky one in general. I mean, I think that, um, Mitro I like, and I, 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 to me, I think some of the worry about the four yellow cards is a little overblown. Um, I, I just, it's, he's aware of it, I'm sure, you know, and if he was going to get a yellow card, it would have been in this, this Southampton match. I mean, they were absolutely targeting him. I mean, he, has to, he must have been fouled like 47 times in that match. They were, they were, the whole point was to get him riled up and, and maybe yeah. headbutt somebody or something like that. It, it, was, it, uh, yeah. it, it has to be said from a Fulham supporter point of view, the Chelsea match, Home at the cottage, uh, Fulham back in the Premier League. This is a huge West London derby. I think about this often with, we're both Michigan State grads, Josh, and one of the things that always annoys me is how the University of Michigan views Ohio State as their great rival and not (laughs) Michigan State. We're in Uh the same state. And it's like Fulham is Michigan State to Chelsea's University of Michigan, where Chelsea is like, well, we don't really think about you that much. And Fulham's like, oh, we really, really want to beat you because you're like right across the street from us. So anyway, (laughs) I mean, if if you want to try to um, speculate, there's just no conceivable way in which Mitro will not be planning to be a part of that West London derby against Chelsea, which is the second match of the double. Nor do I think that they would rest him for that Leicester match just for the Chelsea one. I mean, they're they're not really in a position where they're they can rest their star forward. Although it is crazy that Fulham are now in seventh place in the table. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was. It's doing very a little, tight there, yeah. and and you yeah. can see if you if you look closer at the table or at some you know, Fulham's played seventeen matches where people around them have only played sixteen, maybe sure, fifteen, sure. but. Yeah, Fulham just have have smashed it this season. They and there is yeah. no sign of them uh, taking their foot off the gas or weakening. They are they are definitely a top half of the table team at the moment. Yeah, a fun fact for you, Brandon. In the uh, the last season, they were in the Premier League two years ago before they were relegated. They finished on twenty seven points that season. Uh, this year they are at 25 points through 17 matches. So they're two points away with 21 matches to go of equal in last year's or, you know, the two years ago total, which is, which is pretty incredible. And they're, they're a fun team too. I think Andreas, uh, he has to start. I don't know, you know, depends no matter what kind of formation you've got. I think that you really want him for those 
two matches. Uh, he's just uh, he's terrific Catching material. And yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that it's I, I. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think. <laughs> okay, here's, I here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> You can just captain Holland every week, and that's probably fine. I mean, he'll he's probably going to score in that Chelsea match, right? Like, there's a, you know, there's a maybe twice. I like, I don't know. Like, why wouldn't he? He scores in every match, and and so I I think that he, it would be totally reasonable to just to just keep, continue to captain Holland every week. And it's like Mitro, we saw his 15 pointer in game week 17, right? We know that. Not only is he going to score goals, but he also, you know, can be involved in, in, in creating goals as well, mm-hmm. or just get like, you know, shots on target that rebound and, and he gets a fantasy assist. So I, I think that for him, the upside is there that makes him really appealing as a captaincy. Whereas I think with Pereira, it's a little more assist focused, and so it's like a good return from him this week would be probably like in the eight point range, I would yeah. think. And even so, when he scores goals, yeah. Josh, he gets an assist. Uh, yeah, exactly. Own goal against Southampton. But it's, I know it's Ward true. Prowse, you, uh, yeah. yeah. You're, you'll be thrilled to start Andreas Pereira because he's on corners and, and some yeah. other set pieces, but you, in the spirit of have, attacking the double, yeah. just, yeah, focus your energy on the people who are who have the ability to score more than just one goal, if possible. So, so you and I are both very pro Mitro transfer in, right? Yeah, it sounds like you and I we're very, okay. We're on the same page. Yeah. So let's let's not even belabor it. Then we're on the same page there. Let's let's look at a couple other questions then. Um, yeah, Daniel Brubaker asked about our take on the Arsenal and Chelsea mass, uh, assets in their upcoming match. Who's benchable? I think you and I are both on the same page there as well. It's nice with a little agreement here, Brandon. <laughs> which is, uh, uh-huh. yeah, just it's fine. Like, uh, just, just play them all. And they could both get, they could get returns anyway. I mean, mean, Trippier is like a, you know, I mean, the guy is a bonus point magnet. He he got a yellow card and he still finished on three in the last match. So it's never uh, even close in the bonus point race when Trippier plays. It's not even close. There've been three game weeks this season where Trippier has quote unquote blanked or not, not got on a, a clean sheet. Wolves and Liverpool in game weeks four and five, and then against Spurs in game week thirteen. Every he was other never fixture. <laughs> right? He was never this good with Spurs. He was fine, but like it was never like this. Like it, you know, he was like it's crazy just how amazing he's become. Even you have to go like back to his Burnley days, Josh, to see the version of Trippier that that's this good. No, all hail Eddie Howe. I'm a believer. I'm a full how. I'm a how head. You're how in. Yeah. yeah. How now, Brandon? I'm howing at the moon. <laughs> All right. I have a, okay, here's one for you. There's a mature question. I think we discussed that. Uh, Spinator Skolt said, I'm tempted to go Sterling if he did. Would you captain him? He says, it's, it's a risky move, but could it pay off? Now, Brandon, you have Bruno. Bruno to, to, uh, to Sterling is an actual move that could, that, that you or somebody else could do. And I don't think it's insane given that Sterling has finally found a little bit of form, probably the premier captain pick for, for game week uh, 19. I, if I had him, I would captain him. Certainly. Um, he's just, so, he's, just a, he's at a weird price point, hard to bring in. Talk to me about this form that Sterling has. Uh, how are we, how are we classifying that? Because I, I, I okay. I don't want to be so negative here. Um, if you compare Sterling to Bruno Fernandez, Sterling has more fantasy points over the last couple of weeks that cannot be denied. Plus, yeah. Sterling has the double upcoming. So there, you know, 
it's all Trumps for Sterling. Yeah. If Bruno Fernandez was playing any other fixture other than Bournemouth at home at Old Trafford, <laughs> yeah. I would consider this. But that's such a juicy fixture for any United asset, in particular yeah. Bruno. And um, uh, with with Rashford being is so <laughs> scorching hot form, um, I, I, I just think that attack is purring for Manchester United. And the, the mm. fixture will... Yeah is going to force me to keep Bruno because yeah. Um, when I was sort of like plotting out my game week 17 on the limited transfer team, I thought Bruno was okay. Let's take a two week flyer on this guy with an eye toward moving him to somebody like Mount or, or, you know, now we're talking about Sterling going into sure. 19 less relevant a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I can't, I can't see it. You know, you're talking yeah. about a player like Darwin Nunez cannot be trusted. Um, I, I think, yeah, what I was trying to say with Sterling is, yeah, maybe he's, he's um, gobbled up some fantasy points here in the last couple of weeks, but I don't trust him. I can't. I cannot yeah, trust but him. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I argue that you could say the same thing for Bruno. I, I, he's like another Darwin to me. He's just like... Oh come on! You know you've seen you've seen Bruno do it <laughs> well, for, for seasons for, for seasons. Yeah, but he hasn't the, done that. He hasn't done that for seasons. I mean, I I know what Bruno used to be. You know, before Christian Ronaldo ruined him. Like I don't. I still we will never know what happened there. But I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy who's got he's ten million. He's got two goals and three assists on the season. I mean, it's mm-hmm. he's just not. You know, it's just not. I mean, neither is Sterling for that matter. But Sterling's got a double, and so that's that would be the argument. Uh, but I mean, you and I are just not going to be on the same page about Bruno, and I, I, uh, I don't want to. Um, uh, well, I don't want to argue about it because it's already done. I, I mean, you, you, like, <laughs> you can't change like, my I mean, mind. Well, once I mean, I feel like once game week nineteen's over, you know, if they if they get a double, I, you know, just because we're going so long here that we might as well just we can talk about this in this part as well. But, I, you know, to me, I, I don't really. I'm not as convinced as some people are that they're going to try to squeeze, you know, we, so we have all of these Queens death RIP, you know, postponed fixtures to, to get rescheduled. And some of them are very hard to fit in because of how advanced certain clubs are in the Carabao cup and depends on what happens with that, the FA cup. And if there's FA cup replays, all these things, you know, England's got too many cups. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it creates all these, all this chaos and then they just cancel matches like, at a moment's notice for like almost any reason, you know, not just the queen's death, but like things that are much milder too. So like, it's, so yeah, it's just like a whole like pile up of, of fixtures. And, and so, you know, so many, I do really need to get, um, some of their postponed matches rescheduled, but I, I mean, it's not just like, you know, I mean, I, I apparently, cause I was talking to Ben Crown about this on Twitter and apparently there is some, there is a precedent for really short turnaround reschedules, but it's just tricky, right? Like game week 20 is, is, you know, a couple weeks away and you would need a police presence. You would need, um, you know, the, 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 the posing, you know, the, the, the traveling team almost always complains about this stuff, right? Because it's really hard to get people there. I mean, you and I have taken the trains in England, Brandon, you know, it's, it's you, you need a plane, you know, plan, <laughs> you know, plan. Exactly. So you gotta, you gotta sell tickets. You gotta, you gotta figure out the TV part of it. You've got to have a police presence there. You've got to, you got to put you in know, the meat pie whatever. orders. Yeah, you got to make sure that like it's not the same day as like, uh, you know, I know they don't like to play North London matches and, and Manchester matches on the same day if they can avoid, you know, it's like all, all of these factors. So I, I'm not as convinced that we're going to see this like raft of, of doubles um, over the next couple of weeks, uh, even if even if the window would would make sense. I mean, it's just like in ju- it just in general, it's a lot. It's a lot for these clubs. Right. We had this this six week 
six weeks off, and then they just burst back in, all of these players, many of whom were in the World Cup, and they're just match, 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 and then it's like, yeah, we're going to squeeze in another one. Like, I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't see it. And I, I think it's, I, I, so I don't think it's hugely likely that we see a couple of, a couple of doubles. I mean, we can talk again next Sunday and, and laugh at me when, when they've scheduled like nine of these, but I, I think sure. it's unlikely. I really do. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't refute that. I, I'm not as intimately familiar with the the techniques of scheduling as as Lord Ben Krellen is. So, you know, I I am definitely. It, it was like COVID. Like, I'll just sit back and let the government tell me what to do. And when I have to, when I have to test or work from home, sure, I'll do that. So when yeah. the Premier League tells me there's a double on, great. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I mean, you want to plan, you want to hold a transfer if you can, but it's like hold a transfer. For, I, you know. So okay, what about Martial? I mean, Martial might have a double coming up. He, uh, you just said any any Man United player, it's a great home fixture for them. So if you had Martial, would you move him for Mitro? I mean, that's a tricky one. Uh, I mean, not for me because I think Martial <laughs> stinks, but for some, <laughs> it's a tricky question. Sure, yeah. For some of us, we don't have a banned list uh, on our corkboard <laughs> next to our laptop. It's true, <laughs> but but so so to go back to the rubric, I kind of set up for Bruno versus Sterling. I yep. think it's if you if you use that same logic for Martial versus Mitro, I yep. go Mitro because Mitro's uh, Martial is more in the Raheem Sterling camp of. Okay, you know, good enough recent returns, yep. but look yep. at who I I'm more trusting of. Look at who has uh, the better form over a longer period of of time. Now, Bruno, of course, I'm I'm stretching that and saying the better form over the a course of years. Sure, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I do think that Mitro beats out Martial um, uh, because he's just the he is the better fantasy pick with yeah. the the double. So it's a little bit it's a twist on my argument against Sterling. Yeah, Martial cannot be trusted even in a, even in a plum home fixture. Um it's it's just he just cannot be trusted. That that's that's all there is to it. I mean, Marcus Rashford, I was very confidently thinking that I was going to move him for for Mason Mount uh, when I brought him in in my game week 17 unlimited transfers and he is way too good for that now and he's and he's been rested for a half because mm-hmm. he slept in late and missed a team meeting or whatever so he is uh, so volume he's, separate he's, knob for the volume was that the excuse yeah exactly AMPM yeah, button the, the Seinfelds yeah exactly um, and uh, yeah maybe his neighbor next door took a took a hot tub <laughs> bath and you know <laughs> killed the Kramer. electricity oh, man. What's in the building up to this time. I know. So I think, um, what was I talking about? Man United, right? So Man United, their defense, I mean, I actually think the other move I could consider for game week uh, 19, I don't know when I'm going to consider this, like in the next 12 hours, uh, would be to bring in Luke Shaw, who is cheap and now he's a center back. I don't really know. I mean, it's like, it's... That's going on there. Doesn't make any sense to me, but good, good, good for good for Luke Shaw. He's getting I, he's getting love, some minutes. I, I do love Luke Shaw at ten hag be, or at at center back because it speaks to ten hogs just um, commitment to the Maguire bit. He's just like <laughs> yeah. Maguire is such a joke that I will play Luke Shaw there instead. I think it's I, the funny thing about Luke Shaw is I, I think I have this like working theory that Luke Shaw is much more beloved in England than anywhere else because he's kind of like a proxy 
like player for the English, right? He's like he kind of looks like, the, like 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 a, he looks like an English supporter, you know. He's just like a, he's just like a guy. He's not he's not in good shape, you know. He's uh when you watch him on the pitch, he gets winded so easily, you know. But but he can but he can he can put in a shift, and I think a lot of people watching think, yeah, I could the passion. I could put in I, I could put in a shift, you know. <laughs> um, and so I think that there's like a kind of so I think that he's really beloved by the by the English um, um, for that for that reason. So, um, but good for Shaw. I don't. Know, I don't know how much longer this will last. I mean, we, you know, we have this um, Lissandra Martinez who who hasn't played the last couple of matches, yep. and you know, he's uh, he might be available um, for this for the the match that mid- midweek. And if so, does that immediately push Shaw out of that spot? Maybe it moves him up to the left back spot. I, I don't know. I know Martinez is back in training. There's some amazing footage of these Argentinian players returning. The video and photographs of Emmy Martinez returning to Aston Villa, and it looked like he had, you know, basically been partying for like, oh, (laughs) how many hours was James Franco's arm trapped under that rock? Like, yeah, yeah, however long that was. 127, yeah. (laughs) That was uh, however long that was. That was how long Emmy Martinez was uh, getting bottle service in in Buenos Aires and and much deserved, my friend. Congrats. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that there is going to be some shaking up in that Manchester United backline for, for the good, honestly, because Lissandra Martinez was incredible for, uh, at center back for United before the world cup. So I think that their defense gets better and better as we go. Yeah, I think it, I think it gets uh, better as well, and I, I guess I, there may be just enough doubt about Luke Shaw. And if they played twice in a double game week, then would he necessarily start both those matches as well? There's just, there's a lot of depth there, and and the fact that I'm I would be bringing in center back Luke Shaw too. I don't know. It's just like as I as I talk this through, I just mm-hmm. I can't I can't quite get there. Even though I, um, it I sounds like a move like a, that you'd regret, Josh. It does sound like a move that I regret. It was like I knew when I was making my Enketia to Mitra move, I was like, I, I'm going to regret this. I like knew it as it was happening. I am going to regret this, and I did it anyway. And so uh, that's where I am. So, um, all right, let's. do we have any other questions? Oh, yeah, so we talked about captain options a little bit for 19. I do think that if you had Sterling, I, he would be at the top of my captain list. Uh, I would go uh, Mitro yeah, Mitro versus Sterling. Maybe I'd actually go Mitro a little uh, above Sterling. Mitro, Sterling, and I mean, none of the defenders, right? Like, would you put Kepa? Would you make him like a vice captain this week or something? He's, he's played well, had some saves. No, no. I, yeah. I, I think the only argument here is um, maybe Sterling, but is it? it's Mitro versus Holland for me. Yeah. And I take your point. You were saying earlier, Holland is just going to score in every match. Why would you complicate matters? And yeah. uh, Captain Ho- not Captain Holland, even when he doesn't have a double. Yeah. So what are the odds that you just Captain Holland here in 19? Uh, nil. There's no chance of that. I will uh, I will absolutely be captaining uh, Mitro. But I, I think if I didn't have him, like if I was just like, yeah, Martial, I Bournemouth fixture's too good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make the move. Mm-hmm. Um even even though I don't feel that way, I can understand how somebody might. And so I, I you know, I think if that were the case and you were just like, Yeah, I don't want to captain Cucurea or Pereira, then yeah, I think it's totally fine um to to do that. And um if Reese James were healthy 
he would really be in a, in that conversation because even in the 52 minutes that he played in, in 17, he was, he was awesome and super involved. Um, you, you just don't feel as confident in Kukurea. Like he doesn't make those moves. Yeah. I mean, Reese James just, you know, we, we turns, you know, right on the touchline and just, just zooms, you know, it's so impressive. Well, we can end this game week 19 conversation as we began in agreement, Josh. And I agree that Mitro is the captain C pick uh, for sure for game week 19. You know, we're in a weird spot here, Brendan. We accidentally just did the entire pod uh, right at the top here. <laughs> so um, let's let's take a quick break, and we'll uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up early. So uh, thank you. Uh, well, no, let's just take a break, and we'll get back, and uh, we've got a couple a uh, couple more things we want to talk about, Brendan. All right, Brendan, we're back. Always Gene Super League did not get a chance to shout out the Always Gene Super League as we went into our long Game Week 19 discussion that kind of spilled into everything else, too, Brandon. And I, in a minute, I, I do want to just note what the schedule looks like over the next few weeks, because I think that is useful. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about the teams that have um, a chance for a double, because we did talk about that a little bit earlier. But but first, Brandon, uh, the top 10 for the Always Gene Super League. In 10th is Mark Bleakley. In 9th, Oliver Fennelly. In 8th, Luca Matreski. In 7th is Harry Liu. In six is Robert Nilsson. Uh, any relation to Harry Nilsson, perhaps? Nilsson Schmilson. I have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> in fifth is Mark Mark Jordan. Uh, any relation to uh, Congressman <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan? He has a lot of Jordans. Uh, in fourth is Rob Duncan. Uh, a, lot, a lot of Duncans out there. Dunkin' Donuts, heir to the Dunkin' Donut franchise, perhaps. It's <laughs> um, with a C, in, not a K, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> in, in third is Graham McBlain. Uh, in second is Sarah Edge. And Brandon, we have a little Sarah Edge story because we got a message from uh, from Nick Edge. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're big fans of the Edges, uh, who are who are Patreon supporters too, Brandon. Yes. And so uh, it'd be very cool to see a patron uh, win the uh, the the Super League. And sure. uh, in first is Siakir uh, Tay uh, is in first with uh, twelve hundred and six points. Uh, congratulations to Siakir. Uh, uh, if you want to join the Super League, you can find that link on the uh, alwaystream.com. We also have a second half league that we created. It's still still plenty of time to join. It's, it's points starting in game week 17. So the first 16 weeks don't matter. Uh, if you watch the World Cup and decided to try your hand at fantasy and this is all new to you, uh, then you can join this, that, that league and you won't have missed out on all the points um, because it just starts with 17. Uh, you can use, use code OZC. XBN. Uh, there's also an auto join link on Twitter um, and also um, uh, uh, many other places. Uh, and there's a uh, free uh, World Soccer Shop gift certificate to get the kit of your choice that we're going to give away to uh, the winner of that second half league. That's also true of the uh, the Super League. Uh, Patreon, uh, Brandon, the Discord is mm. finally here. You know, you and I, we started this this uh, Patreon Slack. Uh, low these these many years ago, and uh, we have taken this slack as far as too far, honestly. Uh, it's a it's, bit of a jalopy it's, it's, at this point. It's a bit of a jalopy, and so we're we're, we're it's a clean slate. I think you and I are both really excited about this mm-hmm. um, because it's like right now our slack feels like a house with too many additions to it. The you know there's just the, too many private channels and sub private and people 
ban war, you know, all the stuff that happens when, when something's just been going for too long. Right. And so we're going to, we're going to start fresh with, with clean channels and a, a clean, a clean look. I think it's going to be a much better for strategy and much better for just having normal civil conversation during matches as well. So, uh, really excited about that. We're going to be rolling out the uh, discord invites over the next uh, week for all of our current Patreon supporters. And, uh, that'll be, um, just a part of your, if you subscribe to us on Patreon, that'll just be part of what you get as part of your Patreon package. It'll all be just sort of automatically sent to you. So, um, so you, we're, we're, doing, we're doing that. I think it's going to be a great place to go and talk strategy. I mean, who even knows if Twitter's going to be around in the next couple weeks, Brandon? So, you know, I mean, they've been saying this since Musk took over, but you never know. You know, it's, a, it's already, it's already operating. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm now getting these rate limit exceeded posts and things really? like that. So what does that yeah, even mean? I don't know. I don't know. But it's, you know, something's, you know, I don't know. They killed oh like three quarters of their staff. So, um, and then we do uh, an extra podcast each week, of course, as well for our Patreon supporters. We try to keep that one loose and fun. Uh, and just a quick shout out to our newest patrons, uh, David Trainer, Matt Weber, Andy, and Ben Leedy. Uh, thank you to the newest supporters of the Always Cheating podcast. And Brennan, just a, a quick look ahead. Can you just kind of give us a, a quick rundown of the fixtures, including tomorrow's, and just and what the schedule <laughs> looks like over the next few weeks? Well, yeah. I mean, we've already been through so much just in the last week with the uh, with the festive restart. But yeah, Game Week 19 is kicking off tomorrow, Monday. We yep. were lamenting this here on the East Coast in the States. It's like uh, all of us are doing New Year's, New Year's Day observed. Few of us have to work. Uh, yeah. so, you know, you get up and, and the, uh, the wife, the partner is like, Hey, what are we going to do? Well, we kind of have to mill about until 1230 in the afternoon because I got to yeah. watch this Brentford Liverpool game. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, exactly. Sorry. No, no, uh, mat, no movie theater matinee uh, for us. <laughs> but, uh, uh, game week 19 is going to stretch out, uh, through the end of the midweek. So we kick off Monday, as I said, and then it ends with Fulham v Chelsea, that West London Derby on Thursday. I'm really looking forward to that match. Actually, yeah. it's been a yeah. while since Fulham were good enough for me to look forward to that yeah. match. Game week, we then, we then have a bit of a respite where the FA Cup matches will be played and virtually every Premier League team has got an FA Cup uh, fixture. We're in round three of the FA Cup at this point. And yeah, based on those results, then as we were discussing, we may start to see some Premier League fixtures get shuffled around. Yeah. But we, we just don't know until we see the results yeah. of the FA Cup. Yeah, so the general game rule, week, I... Oh, I was going to say, as, as a like TV sports viewer, I, I try to take that FA Cup weekend off. I feel like it's like that, that third round. I mean, I'll watch the FA Cup later on, but that third round, I feel like that's like that's when the Grateful Dead played drums in space, Brandon. Um, that, that's when you go to the merch shop and you go to the bathroom, you know, reset a little bit. That, that's how I feel about the FA Cup third round. My only recommendation on that, the third round of the FA Cup is if there is like a like a second division team that that is hosting. I love to tune mm -hmm. into the broadcast to see how small the uh, the ground is. Which the, is I like that's right. I like visually, but then I I get really annoyed about the cliches like these little the little people. You know, it's like <laughs> uh -huh. nobody in the stands makes more than two hundred dollars a week. You know, it's like it's like this weird. It's oh, condescending. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. A, to a town where every man, woman, and child is a bricklayer. It's a sight to behold. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. All right. So they all have second clubs. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So yeah. But I wanted to know, by the way, Brennan, for game week 20, the, the game week that, that kicks off after um, uh, the FA Cup, uh, that Man City, I, I think this is really slightly deceptive on the, 
I, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it's intentional, but slightly deceptive on the, on the part of the game, which is that they, the Man City Tottenham game is not a guaranteed double. And if either of those clubs need to play an FA Cup replay, then that double will not happen in game week 20. And this was announced, but they announced it in the middle of the World Cup. It was like, <laughs> I, and I, I had kind of forgotten about this too. And I, I assumed it was a lock. And then I was talking, uh, Again, not to, you know, I, I don't know, name dropping like, you know, it's like he's like he's famous. But like I was talking to, to Ben Crown about this. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, because of the because of the replays. I was like, why is it only 70 percent? He's like, yeah, because if either one of them replay, that double will not happen. And so I one of the reasons I have Harry Kane is because I wanted him for a double. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show you can you can do a weekly, you can do a twice weekly fantasy podcast, Brent, and still forget uh, some of this stuff. And so I, I feel bad for anybody who is not this plugged in. It's very hard to follow yeah. uh, the chaos of the of this you know this restart and all these all these postponed fixtures too. Truly, truly, and uh, but but one one uh, double that does look like it is locked in at this point is if we go all the way to mid February and there's a double for Arsenal and Manchester. Yeah. City. So yeah. Uh, it, it, we will kind of get back to a regular cadence of the Premier League after this FA Cup break starting yeah. on January 13th as we roll out game weeks 20, 21, 22, 23 and so on. Yeah. 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 21 and 22, I think, are, are what I like to call FPL classic, Brandon. You know, so mm. we've got the a nice clean day of mm-hmm. Saturday matches. And then you've got two matches on Sunday and then a Monday game. And the Monday mm-hmm. game is... I think I think they're kind of fun, Brandon. Let's just you know let's just take a quick peek there. I think you might be in store for a little bit of fun. So yeah, well actually, Game Week Twenty's got a Friday too. So uh, you know more more messiness there. But uh, but then Game Week Twenty One. Ah, here we go. There's FPL Classic for you, Brandon. You've got uh, yeah Saturday, Sunday. Then Monday is Fulham Spurs. That's mm. a fun. That's a fun way to end your Monday. It's going to be a tasty fixture yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's then going on with Spurs? Uh, okay, I know you you uh, you really had a sour taste in your mouth with Spurs Aston Villa. I I watched that entire match. Harry Kane just looked like he would rather be someplace else. I thought oh. it was a very strange performance from him. It is. They are so. I mean, okay. First of all, they bring in Brian Hill for you know the the emergency sub for Kulisevsky, and I mean the second I saw Kulisevsky wasn't playing, I was. Very worried uh, because this team is like made out of like sticks. Like there's a, there's like, a, there's like the whole thing is like, or is, I don't even really know. It's like, I don't know. It is, they have no depth. It's like, there's just nobody to play right now. Mm. It's crazy. And so, I mean, I, I know they have a lot of injuries, but it's just like, it's, it's just absolute chaos. And, and you know, so basically, um, you know, once Hill was out there, it was 11 on 10, right? Cause he stinks like he just got dispossessed every time he touched the ball uh and you know son cannot run with the ball cannot pass and cannot shoot like when did this happen he was like the greatest player in fantasy last season and now he cannot do any of those three things like it's hard to be a good player if you can't run with the ball pass or shoot and those are three very important he's not a defender you know you really have to do some of these things and he just is not doing them. I don't know what to like. I, it's yeah. like, I, it's not a Conte thing. Like it's, I don't think, I mean, it's like he has space and then it's like mm-hmm. he, when he gets space, he just runs into the ground and it's like, or just, or just passes the ball to nowhere. It's like, I cannot, I it just like, it boggles my mind how son could be this bad. It just it does not make any sense to me. It's yeah, I do worry that, um, I mean, Conte's tactics have clearly worked for Son in the recent past, so you can't put yeah. all the blame on Conte. But uh, Conte is one of those like ball breaker type managers where I think the shtick wears quite thin. 
yeah. after a while. So I don't, and, and maybe, I, I yeah. don't. I, I, we need, we need to talk to real Spurs fans to get a read sure. on the the locker room there. But yeah, something, something is not right there. Something's rotten in the state of. Denmark, Brandon. Uh, so I, I think that it's uh, it's not a great uh, it's not a great situation at all. Kane is not long for my team, but because he's got the, what should be a double in the game week twenty, of course I, I'll keep him um, through mm-hmm. that. But I wouldn't I wouldn't in good conscience recommend him. Um, but I mean, they, I don't know. They played Crystal Palace in nineteen. Like I'm not dropping him for. Kai Havertz or something like that. You know, it's, you just gotta. You just gotta uh, Havertz, keep him a name and, that we didn't mention once this entire podcast. Yeah, he's like Martial levels of stinkitude. You know, I'm just not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. Um, all right. So uh, just so we yeah. So we've got uh, lots of lots of FPL coming up. Except except yeah. Go go hang out with your families a week from this this Saturday this or yeah, this Saturday actually. Yeah, it, especially this Saturday. There's no. There's not even NFL or college football brand. There's no excuse to not do something. You know, out and about uh, this this Saturday. Um, and uh, so just yeah. You mentioned the Fulham Chelsea lock. Uh, Man City Arsenal lock in 23 for doubles. Uh, Man City and Spurs 70% chance of happening. This is all per Ben. Uh, 55% uh, of chance of a Man United double in game week 20. I think that's way too high. I put that closer to 10 to 15%. I really would. Uh, and then Arsenal, Everton, and Brighton all have chances of doubles in game week 21. Uh, but Everton are um, not super relevant to this conversation. I, I wouldn't even for a double. I wouldn't want Everton assets. Uh, Brighton, yeah. I mean, maybe Brighton. You go for one, and Arsenal. You should already have two or three Arsenal players already. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how much those impending doubles should, you know, impact your transfer strategy. I think that um, a Man United double would be one thing for sure, but. Um, but even then, there's not a lot you're going to be able to do in terms of preparation because assuming that Man City and Spurs double in game week 20, your transfer is almost certainly going to have to be based on bringing in a player for that. So, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's I, maybe having that one extra transfer, it could it could come to pay off. And I think that the question for me is basically, do I want to have an extra transfer for whatever kind of chaos uh, yeah. might unfold over the next couple of um, weeks? I hope some of these doubles come to be for Arsenal, uh, looking ahead to yeah. game week 21, then the City one in game week 23, because yeah. I'm kind of coming around to this idea of Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, triple up, uh, just yeah. jettisoning whatever dumb Arsenal defender you may have, uh, because my God, all three of them have been so brilliant the last week. Yeah. And the whole season. I mean, I know. I mean, the, the, there's just a lot of great midfielders right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. if Brighton have a if Brighton have a double, then um, then Trossard will will certainly be there. Rashford's been awesome. Salah, I mean, you know, blanked, but he's still. I think he's still he's still not a player that I'm that I'm looking to drop. I mean, at some point you might have to have a real conversation about whether it's it's better just to have these 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 Arsenal midfielders over over Mo Salah, right? And put that money. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where you what you do with it. Like, I, well, it's not like there's like ex, you know maybe Kane. I don't know. I'm know. Con- definitely considering Salah to Kevin De Bruyne, looking at the game week twenty sure. potential double well, for too. City, me and too. then you you know you kind of have him for the twenty three City double. So I think De Bruyne pays you back over yeah. the long run. Uh, he yeah. seems like he's less explosive than Salah at the moment. Yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, I think I think having KDB for the double makes. A lot, well, let's, let's save that for next week's pod. Mm, I think. Okay. I think. Yeah, I think yeah we have to fun. save something to talk about here. <laughs> yeah, well, let's give him something to talk about next week. 
Brandon, as, uh, as nice. Bonnie Raitt once said. Uh, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's pod. Uh, I, I enjoyed this one. I, you know, we had a lot of, I think, I just feel like we kind of covered everything I wanted to cover here, Brandon. And I, I think sure. that most people are going to be trying to listen to this, squeeze it in before the deadline. So uh, let, let's end it there. We'll be back uh, with a Patreon pod later this week. And we'll be back with our regular pod next Sunday. Once again, if you want to support the podcast, um, we really, really appreciate it. Again, this is, we're really treating this January like a full reset for us in terms of how we uh, relate with our patrons in terms of what we want to give to them. You and I have been talking about this a lot over the last mm-hmm. couple of months as we did our World Cup uh, potting and, and what we can do to sort of have this kind of secondary channel where we, um, you know, talk with um, people who support the podcast mm-hmm. uh, and and create possibly some kind of video content. And, you know, we've sort of dipped our toe into that during the World Cup minute a little bit. And, and I kind of enjoyed it. It was easier than I thought yeah. it was going to be. And so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, we need to get it hip to the 21st century here. Exactly, (laughs) exactly, yeah. I got a new Uh, camera, I I, got to tell you, I got to show you, Josh. I got this new, like, 4K camera in my stocking uh, this Christmas. So, you know, know, probably not as relevant for you, but people want to see me in, like, 1080p. Well, you make it sound like you know, you like it was a surprise, but I know you. You ask your your, your mother still takes requests for. Oh yeah, uh, for I send my so, uh, yeah. I send my mom and a bulleted email of hyperlinks. That's that's how. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and then and then you you sort of like feign surprise and gratitude when you open yeah. it at Christmas. Oh, Christmas some people Eve. listening are so are so jealous. I, I guarantee it. I yeah. All right. Well. That's that's it for this podcast. And, uh, of course, we want to thank our producer patrons. Brendan, do you want to thank our producers? Yeah, big oh, thanks to producers Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, DeBig Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus, Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Mikey Uong, Shiv Marjoria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalon F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Robert, Roberto Morals, Thomas Tislov, and Noan Louise. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. Visit our website, alwayscheating.com, for all this information and more. Again, happy 2023, Josh. Health. Uh, a healthy body and a healthy FPL rank. That's my wish for everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, same same to you there, Brandon, and everyone listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Good luck tomorrow, Darwin or not. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing
enhancing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.